welcome to On Focus, brought to you by the Focal Therapy Clinic, where we connect you with issues facing men diagnosed with prostate cancer that are little known, less understood, often avoided, or even ignored. Prostate cancer is the most commonly diagnosed cancer amongst men in the UK. And with this somber fact comes a multitude of challenges and opportunities. I'm Claire Delmar. Joining me today is Dr. Rafael Sanchez Salas, an emerging leader in the field of focal therapy for localized prostate cancer. Trained as a urologist in his native Venezuela, Dr. Sanchez Salas led research on robotic surgery and focal therapy for over 10 years at the Institut Mutualiste Montserrat in Paris, and is now a member of the faculty at McGill University in Montreal, where he is leading research on localized prostate cancer and minimally invasive approaches to its management. Rafael, it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Claire. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Montreal. It's uh, really exciting to be invited to be on, in on focus. Uh, I'm really looking forward for uh, our discussion and the questions and queries that you might have. Good. Well, then let's get started. And I mean, I guess the best way to um, to kick off is is if you could tell us a little bit about your very international career in urology and how focal therapy became a key part of that. Right. So uh, as you mentioned, I, I was uh, trained in Venezuela. My basic training was done in, in the Universidad Central in Venezuela, in Caracas, which uh, it was a six-year program. Then I followed with a fellowship training in uh, Memorial Sloan Kettering, uh, Santa Maria in Chile. And, and then in Paris, I did a fellowship that uh, allowed me to stay in, at the Institut Mutualismo Suri. So um, this institution ha- had a key role in my, in my development because as uh, you will probably remember, um, they developed the, and standardized the technique for laparoscopic uh, prostatectomy. So change and innovation is part of the spirit of this institution in Paris. And that's how focal therapy came in after discussions we had with the uh, with the former chief, Dr. Balencian, and the, in, and the actual, the current chief, Xavier uh, uh, Catino, uh, there was this idea of developing this partial gland ablation, and this is how all started. So I just wanted to pick on something a little bit more recent, which is, which is only last month, where um, you attended the um, European Association of Urology Conference, which, of course, was very welcome to do live after three years. And as I blogged afterward, I, I felt that one of the biggest takeaways from that event was the understated acceptance of prostate MRI in practice after 10 plus years of development in clinical trials, campaigns, practice, um, and its adoption. And when I blogged on this, you commented that you see focal therapy going the same way, i.e., you know, a long development period, and then poof, off it goes in terms of practice and um, implementation. Can, Can you elaborate on that comment? I was very interested in that. Focal therapy is based on, on multi-parametric MRI and, and not multi-parametric MRI only today, perhaps, but fine imaging. Uh, multi-parametric MRI evolved and based on a number of high-quality trials that actually provided the, the real evidence to support the statement of the index lesion and the statement of the evaluation of prostatic tissue on a different fashion based on imaging. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea is that with this information, uh, there was widely accepted in Europe before ev- everywhere else. That must be said. I think Europeans leaded the, 
field in terms of the application and deployment of, of, of multiparametric MRI. Mm-hmm. And the availability of uh, multiparametric MRI is quite important in Europe, which is not necessarily the case in all places in North America. With this information in mind, Focal therapy was ready to be developed because we know where the index lesion is. We know how to improve the prostate tissue evaluation. And I certainly believe that the idea of providing cancer control without the toxicity that patients can be exposed with a more radical options is very logical at this point because focal therapy is really in a, in a, the context is, is very positive for focal therapy because we not only have multiparametric MRI, but we have patients looking for a new option that is less aggressive and has less impact on quality of life. And this, mm-hmm. this, is, this, is, this is quite important. Uh, mm-hmm. Focal therapy needs more evidence. That, that is for sure. And obviously, providing the evidence on a, on a technical surgical uh, approach it's not the same as providing evidence for drugs or prescriptions. You mm-hmm. have seen many, many uh, high quality trials that uh, obviously open doors for uh, different kinds of uh, uh, drugs in different stages for, for any cancer. Uh, when you talk about a technique or an approach, a technical approach is, is, is a bit different. And this is why these trials have taken time to be developed have they, and, and there was the idea of deploying the, the ideal statement and how to make these surgical approaches available and supported by guidelines. Uh, I, I know it's controversial, but I think that the, the actual uh, time that we're living uh, is providing uh, information on trials that are definitely going to change the way we look at focal therapy in the near future. Okay. So what are some of the trials that um, have either recently concluded or are currently recruiting that that you believe support your bullishness on focal therapy? One trial that I, I, I always talk about is the Kronos trial. This is a trial that's coming out of the UK. It's uh, providing evidence in focal therapy. Uh, in the comparison, is done in a randomized fashion, uh, head-to-head focal therapy versus radiotherapy surgery. And focal therapy is presented as an option with cryotherapy and hypo. Uh, this trial is important because it's including patients beyond the, the initial indications of focal therapy. There is no uh, idea for, there is no uh, will to include patients harboring glycine 3 plus 3, but more glycine 3 plus 4 and 4 plus 3, which is something that, that we need to congratulate the, the Imperial College group for this. Um, not only that, but uh, they, they're also comparing the focal therapy approach with or without some systemic therapy, which is the, what is called the Kronos B. Uh, and this is important because perhaps focal therapy needs to be uh, improved or combined with some kind of systemic pinpoint approach that could eventually improve results of focal therapy. And as I, I have said many times, it's not just the grenade inside the prostate that will make the difference. We know that the uh, heterogeneity of prostate cancer calls for some wider approach, and we have seen that in, in other stages of prostate cancer. I'm not saying that we need uh, a full focal, uh, focal therapy plus systemic approach, but uh, it's something, something that needs to be explored. 
Okay. All right. I I, I want to come back uh, for a minute to um, your comments earlier about um, multiparametric MRI and and its in, integral relationship with focal therapy. And one of the questions I have is, you know, you mentioned that um, that was very much led by by the Europeans and, and arguably even here in the UK. But since it is so important and, and indeed integral to to focal therapy, how, how do we ensure access to, you know, to this this highly precise multiparametric MRI, um, and and so that we can maximize opportunities for men to have focal therapy? I believe that in in Europe. There is, we don't need to convince anybody about the importance of multiparametric MRI. And I mm-hmm. think that the access is pretty much guaranteed uh, in, in several settings. It was perhaps some more difficult in, in some countries, but uh, the UK and France uh, were widely open to, to apply uh, multiparametric MRI, the Netherlands as well. And we cannot forget that uh, a, a big bulk of the of the evidence we have today comes from from the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, then you have uh, cost issues, and this is what's happening in in North America. I think I think cost needs to be reevaluated, and uh, beyond cost, we need a specific training. Radiologists yeah. needs to be motivated uh, with uh, um, multiparametric MRI prostate evaluation. This is uh, and there are some other issues like inter-observer variability because it's not just having the three Tesla and a good radiologist who they have the the very good intentions, but the the evaluations need to be assessed in a way mm-hmm. that we understand that, that the high quality of the machine it corresponds to the high quality of the of the reports mm-hmm. the machine that the, 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 for the studies the machine is doing. Um, I I think it's it's a matter of time. It's a matter okay. of time because because it's a uh, in when I came. Uh, for me, it was a personally a big change because uh, multiparametric MRI was not necessarily quite available in in Montreal when I got here, and uh, it's not it's not just about the the availability. It's just that there's so many people asking for multiparametric MRI that perhaps the radiologists are not able to take that the high demand. Mm-hmm. So um, the, there are some options like improved training. Uh, dedicated radiologists that look they will look at the at these assessments and at some point that there's other options like uh, V-parametric MRI perhaps more difficult because those are perhaps uh, options that can be deployed in, in expert centers which is not the case in the community. Mm. I mean, what's interesting about your experience is that it has been so international and, and you know, in different healthcare and hospital settings. So, I mean, on that point, do you have a view of the systemic benefits of focal therapy? I mean, we know we know about the patient benefits and you've been very articulate about about those. But uh, I don't often hear people talking about the systemic benefits, i.e. The, the cost improvements in both short and long term for a hospital provider. And again, I'm speaking particularly about a North American setting, which might incentivize more of its adoption. Right. The, the, but the cost first, uh, obviously, the, it's going to be costly. Uh, focal therapy is a technological interactive approach. So there's when technology is involved, there, there are costs. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we, we start from multiparametric MRI, energy, follow-up, multiparametric MRI for the follow-up, biopsies. So there's a cost. But when you look at the long, to, at the, in the long run, the patients are going to be less exposed to, to toxicity. And mm-hmm. this will improve the cost at, at, at some point. 
I certainly believe that this systemic, when I, when I talk about systemic, it's, it's a pinpoint approach because we have mentioned several times, we can put the energy within the prostate, we can deploy energy within the prostate, but we don't know what's going on with the prostatic microenvironment. And th- this is something that needs to be addressed. Uh, as I mentioned, the Chronos trial is addressing that. We did a trial in Paris that should be like a phase two trial. And uh, this is, it will be led by Dr. Rodriguez Sanchez, uh, uh, like young promise in, that is working in Paris now. Um, I think that the idea is to modify, improve the prostatic microenvironment situation to make the energy make uh, the best work possible. Okay. All right. That's interesting. So um, again, picking up on, on the longer term aspect, how, how do you see focal therapy developing over the next decade, both in terms of patient demand and the, the various modalities of focal therapy and it's ultimately it's clinical acceptance? Right. To answer that question, I, I, I will try to go a, a little bit in the academic side. Uh, there's no SUO, Society of Urological Oncology program in, the, in North America now that does not have a focal therapy unit. Mm-hmm. Okay. This, this tells you how important focal therapy has become. Yes, indeed. Uh, we, we have UCL, we have Imperial College, we have uh, Institut Mutualismo Suri in, in Europe. Uh, but definitely when uh, you see that the North American colleagues are creating these units, people are coming from the US to train in London to get the idea, they get, get the spirit of what focal therapy uh, means. And mm-hmm. it, I, I certainly believe that this is a sign of how the things are evolving. Uh, if you look at the, the evaluation of focal therapy, several papers are out there and you can see that the, the, we are all, several thousand patients have been treated with, with focal therapy, with different energies. What we need to understand today is that perhaps this idea of having several energies in the same center to treat patients might be difficult in the future because you mentioned the importance of, uh, of cost. And uh, we need to find an energy that can be more, that can be ready to go anywhere within the prostate. So the, the idea is to challenge this uh, approach of the a la carte approach of the toolbox uh, that it was giving the idea of each one energy for each part of the prostate. This, this perhaps needs to be challenged in order to uh, improve the acceptance because people cannot just afford having four or five different machines for biopsies, right. for energy. This right. needs to be simplified. So mm. you, you, there are several programs for that, but you, mm-hmm. you need to be simple. Uh, yet uh, indications are essential. If the patients are badly selected, you will have lousy outcomes. Mm-hmm. And, and this is part of the message that we all try to pass uh, around. I mean, selection is the, is the, is the cornerstone of focal therapy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, the, um, the access to the, to the precision imaging is, is a, key, a key element oh. of that. Oh, yeah. oh that, 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 we, we, we said that. Uh, and we, we wrote this with uh, Dr. Rodriguez Sanchez. It's very simple. The acronyms of the, the most important MRI studies give you the, the clear message, which is for most, you promise precision when you do MRI first. <laughs> I never, I'm familiar with those acronyms, but how, how does Kronos fit into that? Well, Kronos is part of the future. Kronos yeah, is yeah, part of the future enough. because it's that. Uh, and, and, and 
just just to mention another trial, you have the very well established comparison of radical prostatectomy versus focal therapy done with IRE. This is the, a trial that was, is coming up in, in Sweden at the mm-hmm. Karolinska Institute. Uh, this is a nano knife uh, you're uh, referring yeah, to. Yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a, a very promising energy uh, that is out there. It's been around for, for a long time now, but I think that they're quite developing uh, a new strategies to, to make themselves more available uh, uh, in, in the nowadays. Mm-hmm. And you, you have the Atlanta trial, once again, uh, from Ashima Meds Group, that is including patients with oligometastatic disease to be treated with focal therapy. So okay. you, you see how the field is expanding. Mm-hmm. And uh, once again, when you talk about oligometastatic disease, you cannot expect uh, the energy to do all the work. Mm-hmm. There, there are several approaches. There, uh, patients need to be assessed comprehensively, and but focal therapy is there and it, and it's and it's part of their momentarium. And this is mm-hmm. what we want. This is what we're uh, the, the the idea we have. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been very exciting to see. Um, you know, the, the very rapid de- deployment, so to speak, in, in North America and, and your comment about every urology department academically now having, you know, resource devoted to focal therapy is is very significant. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for having me. And I, I really appreciate the opportunity of talking uh, with you and sharing or, or ideas. I, I, I thank you very much indeed. And well, we really look forward to um, continuing watching your work and, and, and sharing your um you know, the various studies and the, and the various patient stories you have. So thank you so much, Raphael, for being here today. Thank you, Claire. Have a great day. A transcript of this interview and links to Raphael's practice are available in the program notes on our website, along with further information on diagnostics and treatment for prostate cancer and additional interviews and stories about living with prostate cancer. Please visit www.thefocaltherapyclinic.co.uk and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at The Focal Therapy Clinic. Thanks for listening. And for me, Claire Delmar, see you next time.